0: You have tuned in to the Waste and Safety Compliance Podcast, where the hyper-regulated business owners and managers can get help dealing with the burdens of the EPA, DOT, and OSHA regulations. The Waste and Safety Compliance Podcast is brought to you by Echelon Environmental. I am your guide, Ron Harvey. All right, the beginner's guide to regulations. Regulations can be a frightening thing for a lot of people because they are foreign. But if we just take a close look at them and think about the process of compliance, it really becomes easy, not necessarily real easy, but it becomes manageable. And that's what I want to really try to help uh, my listeners do is to learn how to manage their regulatory requirements. So there's a, a maxim that is used um, as in, in, you in, 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 in speech um, that says that you're born, you pay taxes and then you die cheery outlook. I see. Um, well, For uh, businesses, there's a very similar maxim you could put out there. You start a business, you're going to pay taxes, and you're going to have to comply with regulations. There are many faces of compliance. Um, For your average business, the baseline uh, requirements are you've got tax laws. You've got worker compensation to deal with, um, insurance requirements for the business. Um, You've got local permits, uh, licenses to get, uh, vehicle insurance, pay rates for your workers, health insurance, and there are new rules coming up all the time. Sorry, but that's not all there is uh, in terms of uh, regulatory compliance requirements for businesses. There are three other sets of regulations. Those are the ones that I deal with on a daily basis that I've been dealing with for 30 years. And so I feel I'm qualified to talk about them. And um, they're broken down into these three major uh, uh, distinctions here. Uh, Worker protection, where you deal with the... um, the uh, workplace and the hazards that your employees are potentially exposed to. There's waste management and that covers a broad range of um, requirements for the disposal of the different kinds of wastes that generally are uh, produced during the manufacturing of products. Um, Then there's hazardous material transportation Um, That is where if you put something on the road in terms of a shipment, if that material meets certain criteria, it's considered hazardous and uh, very closely regulated. So those are the big three. Uh, Worker protection, waste management, and HAZMAT, as we call it, HAZMAT transportation. Now really, you know, we all know those regulations are out there. we all know that they're uh, pretty complicated. We all know what can happen if you ignore them. And so I would really like to help uh, clarify um, the situation and uh, just bring some light into this dark world of, uh, of regulations that a lot of people are very, uh, they're really just afraid to go there. So the first one is OSHA, OSHA Regulations for Safety. Um, OSHA requires that the employer protects employees from all the hazards at a workplace. Now, OSHA defines these hazards, not surprisingly. That's what regulators do. Um, And so there are just, there there are quite a few of them though. I mean, just broad categories are mechanical hazards. uh, Machines, uh, uh, tools, um, there, there are there are quite a few different kinds of mechanical hazards out there um, chemical hazards uh, if your employees deal with any kind of nasty chemicals in the process of producing your products or or whatever um, that's another area of of hazards that osha recognizes um, electrical hazards uh, are pretty simple anybody that's dealing with electrical equipment has the potential for being electrocuted, and OSHA recognizes that as a separate hazard. Um, There are environmental hazards. um, uh, For instance, um, uh, let's see, there would be, mm, confined spaces would be an environmental hazard. Uh, Fall hazards, uh, working at heights would be another one. Um, There are equipment hazards, uh, forklifts in particular. So OSHA regulates all of these broad categories of hazards and for each hazard there is a prescribed method of protection the regulations well they go on and on and on um, telling the employer how to protect um, the employee from the many different hazards uh, that can be found in the workplace Um, osha estimates that 60 percent of all businesses are subject to some level of safety regulations. 60%, that's a lot. Now what that means is that OSHA recognizes many hazards in the workplace. A, com- a, a one that's commonly overlooked now is workplace violence. OSHA actually requires the employer to protect um, the employee from other employees from uh, uh, from uh, in a retail establishment, uh, they have to protect their workers from the customers. Uh, for instance, the Black Friday, OSHA put out a uh, an <clears throat> I forget exactly what it's some kind of uh, memo, and it said that employees have to make sure. Uh, pardon me, <laughs> the employers have to make sure. That the employees don't get hurt by crushing mobs of customers. Now that's a recognized workplace uh, hazard. Um, so, so how, how do you how do you deal with this? I mean, without knowing what all the different regulations are, um, wh- where do you go? Well, there's a very very simple three step process that applies to almost any set of regulations. Step one: look at every process in your workplace and determine if there are any hazards obviously associated um, with that uh, particular operation. If you, if you just walk around your factory, uh, warehouse, uh, manufacturing facility, um, distribution, anything like that, there are going to be hazards and quite often we've already recognized them. Um, uh, For instance, uh, forklifts, those are a hazardous piece of equipment that are commonly used uh, throughout industry. Uh, The chemical hazards, there are an almost unlimited number of them. Um, So you look for the hazards. Step two is you identify the regulatory section that deals with that hazard. Um, if your uh, workers use uh, staple guns to build crates, there is a section that deals with that. Um, if, they, uh, if they apply paint to a product, to a part, there are um, standards that govern the, that kind of operation and the potential exposure to the employees. So so again, just identify the section that deals with it. Sometimes they're not easy to find, but they're there. I'll almost guarantee you they're they're there. Um, Step three is to determine the regulatory requirements and meet them at least. So you find that section of the regulations, you read it. Now, that in itself can be a task because they're not really very easy to read sometimes. But if you read through them carefully enough and, um, and try to be methodical about how you do it and don't get confused with all their mumbo-jumbo, backwards, upside-down talk, uh, because you'll see plenty of it, uh, you, will, um, you will finally get to the portions of the regulations that say, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Ah, great, now we know what the requirements are. You have to meet them those are the requirements so um, just meeting the requirements i would actually say is a mistake and i will talk about that in in another podcast uh, here someday soon but the requirements that the law makes are one thing in particular, I can tell you one thing that the, that the regulations are. They are the minimum standard that is published by either the federal or state or local government, A minimum standard. Now, if you're talking about protecting your employees, who are your most valuable asset, you might wanna think about maybe going a little above that minimum that's what i'm trying to say by meeting the requirements at least okay next section here you're gonna love this epa the epa everybody's heard of the epa some people don't have good things to say about them i've been dealing with the epa regulations ever since i got out of college That was the first thing I started dealing with and um, they can be a beast, but they're there. That's what I'm saying about these regulations. They're there. You're going to have to deal with them, whether you like it or not. I'm sorry. They are a fact of business life. And so there, that's what they are. So the EPA requires that businesses properly manage the wastes that they create. Now, Almost every uh, business is going to create some form of waste. A lot of businesses just regular trash. Okay, no big deal. That's easy. Um, Some businesses generate other kinds of wastes, and those come under the more stringent requirements of the EPA regulations. Um, There are four primary kinds of waste. Quick lesson in waste. Okay, solid waste, wastewater, air emissions, and hazardous waste. So those are the four primary kinds of waste that EPA regulates. Uh, Solid wastes are generally non-hazardous wastes that are regulated by the states. Um, They are regulated under a number of different names. They call them special waste or industrial waste or just uh, construction and debris uh, uh, construction uh, and demolition debris Um, there's uh, a lot of different types of solid waste that are regulated Um, those are kind of at the bottom of the ladder Um, the one of the next ones up is wastewater Uh, water-based discharges to surface waters or to treatment facilities now wastewaters are generated at industries in a uh, a, a huge number of different uh, ways. Uh, one, for instance, would be um, at a food facility where they wash out their uh, their containers uh, and big containers. We're talking tanks um, every every day or between every batch of uh, food that they mix up, you know, wheaties and stuff. Um, and so, so they have to wash these uh, containers out, and all of that wash water becomes wastewater. Eventually and it has to be discharged from the facility one way or another either. It can be directly discharged or it it has to go through a a Pretreatment facility, which is not uncommon at all Um, And so there are regulations involving the discharge of wastewater Um, air emissions are another extremely complicated um, and changing every week I see some kind of new Air standards uh, coming up. So, um, air air emissions are any chemicals or particulate substances that are released into the atmosphere. Now, that's a pretty broad category. Uh, you, you know, your average industry you picture smokestacks, okay, with big puffs of smoke coming up out of the uh, chimneys, um, but that's not. Um, that's not all. Uh, you drive along almost a lot of businesses and you will see small stacks coming up out of the buildings with big blowers on them. Um, and those are, uh, those are air, uh, air pollution sources. Now, some of them are regulated, some of them are not. It all depends upon the type of chemical you're emitting and the volume of that chemical so there are a lot of different um, a lot of different ways that the air air um, quality is uh, that air is uh, controlled in terms of emissions Um, okay hazardous wastes are the fourth category of waste all right (laughs) i'm back okay the fourth category of waste is hazardous wastes now that's another broad category of waste, but EPA defines them as any waste that are flammable, corrosive, toxic, or reactive. Um, those are the four categories of, uh, broadly, of, of hazardous wastes. Now if you generate a hazardous waste, you probably know it already. Um, if you uh, paint a part for one of your products, and your paint gun gets washed out three or four times a day, it gets washed out with some kind of a solvent, xylene, acetone, mineral spirits, uh, whatever. And that, I mean, I would think that most of us would almost uh, immediately recognize that uh, xylene is a flammable solvent and you can't just pour it down the drain, dump it in the dirt out back. I mean, it's hazardous, and so EPA regulates that, uh, that waste. Uh, in, in terms of uh, the disposal methods, the, the storage, et cetera, there's a lot of rules uh, regarding hazardous waste, no doubt about that. <clears throat> so, the way you deal with hazardous uh, the the way you deal with the EPA regulations is pretty much the same three step process that we just described a few minutes ago. One, you look at every process in your workplace and determine if it generates any waste. Um, Now, wastes come in all these different forms, just trash, um, chemicals, water, air emissions. There's a lot of different kinds of waste that can be generated by any given process. So you need to look at the process and see what's coming off of it aside from your product. Um, Step two is to identify the regulatory section that deals with that kind of waste. If you're generating a spent paint, okay, that's going to be classified as hazardous most likely, unless it's a latex-based paint. Um, and if it is hazardous, then the only regulations you're concerned with are the hazardous waste regulations. That's all. <laughs> um, and there's, there's a lot to them, but, but that's fine. Um, so third, you determine the regulatory requirements for the kind of waste you're generating and you meet them at least again you as a business you are required to meet certain criteria in the management of waste in the um, uh, disposal storage classification there's lots of different requirements for the management of hazardous waste so those are, uh, those are the three steps. Again, pretty pretty simple. All right, lastly, for right now, we have the DOT regulations regarding hazardous materials, which in the business we, we affectionately call HAZMAT. Um, okay, the DOT regulates the shipment of hazardous materials, whether they're by highway, by air, by rail, um, by water, or by pipeline. Um, DOT actually regulates the transmission of say natural gas through pipelines um, uh, from one state to another. So um, the majority of businesses only ship uh, um, by highway or sometimes by air. If they're shipping hazardous materials at all, they are almost always shipped um, by ground Um, common carriers, FedEx, UPS, uh, you name it, and then sometimes by air. uh, FedEx will ship hazmat a lot, UPS, DHL if you're going international. Um, uh, In terms of the DOT classifications of hazardous materials, there are nine classified um, types of hazardous materials. I'm not going to go into all of them. That's not really necessary. Um, At this point, we believe me we will go into that at some point Um, the uh, the regulations for these different kinds of hazardous materials determine um, how it is uh, uh, offered into transportation um, in uh, by public transportation so the 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 first thing you have to do is to characterize the material to find out what kind of hazardous uh, material it is um, the next thing you have to do is to package the, uh, this, this material. You have to label the packages. You have to put the, the packages onto vehicles in certain ways. There are some ways you can do it and some ways you can't. Um, you have to placard the trucks. Uh, everybody's seen uh, uh, trucks going down the highway with... Oxidizer, stickers, or flammable liquid, these big placards on the outside, um, those are placards and those have to be used under s- certain circumstances. Um, the uh, the documentation for the transportation of these hazardous materials is very specific. Um, there is a, uh, a very um, regimented requirement for the description of hazardous materials on the shipping papers. Um, now, the DOT says that um, whether you're the shipper of the material, whether you're the transporter, or whether you receive a hazardous material in transportation, then you are involved in hazmat transport. Now, remember the receiving part because most people don't, don't get that. Um, so, uh, so then how do we deal with this, another set of regulations. Apply the same process. Three steps. Step one, look at every material you put on the road or every material you receive um, from your suppliers. If any of these uh, materials meet the definition of these nine classes of hazardous materials, then you are in the business of hazardous material transportation and you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, sometimes it's not that hard, sometimes it can be kind of tricky. But um, overall, uh, the HAZMAT transportation, Once you, if you generate the same stuff all the time, you can nail that down and you're done. You, then you know exactly how to do it every single time, nothing changes. Um, Okay, so step two is to identify the regulatory section which deals with the requirements for that specific kind of material. Flammable liquids have different requirements from uh, corrosives. Uh, Toxic materials have different requirements from gases. Radioactive materials, oh boy, you're really getting into some stuff there. Um, And believe me, there's a lot of radioactive material on the road. Okay, so the third step, once you've identified the section of the regs that are involved, then you determine the regulatory requirements, again, by trying to read the regulations Um, that, uh, when it comes to the DOT, unfortunately, that's one of the most difficult uh, sections of regulations to, to understand. They tend to jump around a lot and sometimes they just like talk backwards it's hard to explain Um, you have to see it for yourself go ahead and open the book and and start reading it and you'll 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 believe me um, uh, after a while Um, so to to wrap it up i would like to say that there are three ways to deal with any regulation that that you confront one is you examine all of the aspects of your business that could be subject to regulation, whether it's uh, worker safety, um, waste generation, uh, uh, hazardous materials shipped in, in commerce, um, you need to examine all of these all of these uh, operations and procedures to see if you are subject to any of those regulations because if you're subject to them, you really gotta do them. Number two is to identify the applicable regulation. Um, Again, sometimes that's not so easy, but um, if you get a handle on it, you can do it. If you get some help, you can do it. Identifying the appropriate regulations is really a critical uh, part because um, if you're ever inspected, they're going to ask, uh, how come you didn't do this or show me your documentation for that. Um, And if you don't have it, uh, it's because you didn't or it, it it could be because you've apl- you 've applied the wrong section of regulations so so always always be aware of that um, the third um, uh, procedure is to determine the regulatory requirements once you determine the requirements it really becomes quite easy to comply with the regulations because the um, the i mean in in a sense they spell them out pretty clearly um they'll say okay you got to do this you got to do this you got to do this and you're done hey off you go that's not so tough all right so that is my beginner's um, introduction to the wonderful and frightening world of the regulations if you find that you need some help with that. I would be glad to speak with you about it. And I will have some contact information here for you in just a moment on the, uh, on the slides. Um, if not, um, if you're listening on the podcast, I would ask you to um, consider giving me a call. Ron Harvey is the name. My phone number is 8 four three five nine nine zero three three zero you can um, send me an email if you wish that's ron at echelon environmental dot net that's spelled e c h e l o n e n v i r O-N-M-E-N-T-A-L EchelonEnvironmental.net All right, thank you very much for your time. I hope I've been instructable for you here because um, I know how many people I've run across that, you know, they're just kind of doing the compliance um, by the seat of their pants, so to speak, and I want to help you to, uh, to get out of that place. You can perform your requirements according to the regulations, and in, in the process, protect your employees, protect the environment, and protect the public. As always, glad to be of service. Thank you, take care. Bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Echelon Environmental was started to help the hyper-regulated business owners and managers bear the burdens of the EPA, DOT, and OSHA mandates. Here's two of those sets of mandates. These are just the DOT regulations. They're big books. Just because you have a business doesn't mean you need to become an expert in the complex and ever-changing fields of waste management, worker safety, or hazmat shipping. Echelon Environmental can set you free to pursue the important topics that make your business profitable. From online training in the regulations, to live regulatory mentoring, to full-scale, on-site, done-for-you compliance services. Our programs aim to provide the precise level of assistance you require. Call the number on the screen. Send an email to the address below. We're here to help. As always, glad to be of service. Thank you.